Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Matt. Hi, Breton. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm a little tired. I wonder why. We've been busy. We have. Congratulations. We have been busy. Thank you. Congratulations to you, too. Maybe uh, one of these weeks we keep threatening to do a podcast about uh, opening the brokerage and what it's been like. And one of these weeks we'll actually have to get a good night's sleep and then do that one. Let's do that after. <laughs> yeah. But I thought today we could talk about our favorite streets in San Francisco, uh, which will probably become a conversation about what buyers like and don't like, because who really cares what our favorite streets Nobody are? Nobody cares what our favorite streets are. Yeah. So now that we set it up like that, what's your favorite street? I love our street. It's a steep street. It is. Yeah. And it's brick. And people say, do you live on the brick street? And I say, yes. I like that it's brick. There's very few of those left. And do you happen to know why some streets, well, all streets in San Francisco or most of them on hills used to be brick. You know why? I have no. You don't? I don't know. Where have you been? Here. (laughs) For horses. They get better gription. Really? Yes. I, I asked the Google when we moved on this block 15, almost 16 years ago, why some streets are brick. And back in the day, the horses could get up and down the hills easier on the brick because it's not completely even. So we've had some repairs to our street over the years, and there's always been a little bit of breath holding, like when they go back to Pash, it's like, they're going to use brick, aren't they? Well, yeah, because, you know, you can't, well, and we don't have, it's only brick down the middle anymore. Right. Probably because of the undergrounding, I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah. I don't That part of that happened before we moved in here. Yeah. So that's a great street. Brick streets are awesome. My, one of my favorite streets, uh, is Edgewood. I just love like, that street, which coincidentally brick street. And coincidentally, when I lived in Larchmont, New York street, I lived on Edgewood. Oh my goodness. There's no, we were at 104 Edgewood. There's no 104 Edgewood in San Francisco. There is, however, in Larchmont. I, I think it's a, a pretty magical street. Uh, Armistead Maupin didn't used to live on it, but lived right around the corner from it. Right. And it's just kind of, it's surrounded by the eucalyptus grove that UCSF manages and it's up on the hill. You've got some views. I just think it's a really cool street. It's a very cool street. There are, of course, the classics, you know, um, parts of Vallejo, parts of Broadway, um, you know, parts of Jones, um, at the top, right by, uh, 999 Green. You could be trite and say Lombard. Oh. Would, you, that, would you live on the, the curvy part of Lombard? I don't think I would enjoy that because even it's it just, I mean, it's always crowded with, with people cars. who are unaware of what's, I let me be very kind here. It's always crowded with people who are unaware of what's going on around them and often do not, <coughs> not smart things. <laughs> yeah. I would get really tired of that. Well, can you imagine trying to get in or out of your own driveway? Ah, um, uh, yeah. On those sunny summer days when there's tons of pedestrians and tons of cars with people hanging out their sunroofs and stuff. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. just kind of standing around and your, your, your block is like a perpetual block party, yeah. essentially. I think that would get tiring. And we're getting, going way off the reservation here about what we were planning to talk about, but you know, Lombard is not the curviest street. I know. It's over, it's, uh, it's over in Petrero. It's in Petrero Hill because we did a blog post about it years ago. Vermont between like 23rd and 22nd, right? Or kind of sort of somewhere 24th, 3rd, 
fifth. Because uh, they have the go-kart race on it, don't they? Sure. Yeah. I, I don't think know. so. Once a year. <laughs> or they should. Come on. Why not? Exactly. Um, so back to kind of lo- location, um, what do buyers want to be near or be far away from in the city? And has it changed over the years? So very, very, very often people ask us for what we have dubbed the latte factor. People like to be within an easy walk of a place to grab a coffee, a place to go grab a glass of wine at the end of the day. Or a bottle. Or for breakfast, (laughs) depending on the kind of week you're having. Um, So people like the walkability factor. Walkable to public transportation, walkable to parks, walkable to coffee, wine, snacks, lunch, dinner, breakfast, whatever. But at the same time, people don't, people want quiet. So it seems like, at least in my experience with the clients that we've been working with the last few years, the sweet spot is latte factor adjacent. Like you don't walk out your front door and go to the coffee shop next door, but you walk two blocks. A block or two. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like that sweet spot. Uh, Like if you look at how close the Pacific is to Fillmore Street, it's about a block away. You know, you just walk down the hill and boom, time to go have your your coffee and, and everything else. Yep. So, and also there's that... There's the um, the parts of town that are flatter than others. Because if you look at San Francisco on a map, you can say, oh, it's only six blocks from such and such. But it could be six blocks straight up a hill or straight down a hill. And then coming home, it's up a hill. It's true. That reminds me of a, a house we sold in DeBose Triangle, uh, where the, the buyers, uh, one of the key things to them was it was flat. Um, and they were both bicyclists. Um, and that, like, they were right that where that one was. You know whose it was. The very, very record-setting price. Theirs. Oh. Yeah. So for them, like, you know, and that's actually one of the reasons our sellers were selling is they didn't want to be in in the flats anymore. They wanted to go up a hill. So it was it was a win-win for everyone. That one was a win-win. I got a couple of emails after that close, people saying, WTF happened <laughs> with that price. Um, and uh, for sellers that think that staging doesn't make a difference, that was that was just, that was perhaps the most perfectly staged property we've ever sold. It was just phenomenally done. It was. But we have digressed. Uh, yeah. So We're people, <laughs> you know, um, you know, people want to be in a, one of the things I love about San Francisco that has remained true since we started is people really live in their neighborhood. Um, you know, they, they, they build those connections. They, they meet those people. Um, and, and you get to know people in your neighborhood and it's really important to, to people in San Francisco. That actually segues nicely into a conversation I had with, um, one of our long, long, long term clients just the other night. And he is, um, putting in an offer on a place tomorrow. Um, the very first place he bought with us was it was back before you and I weren't us. It was right. back when I was still on my own and you were a 12 year old at Apple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey everybody. I'm taller than this safety railing. <laughs> so he bought a condo down in um, kind of the Soma South beach area, sold that, bought a place in Noe Valley. And, and he has been looking off and on for the last couple of years um, for, um, a different type of setup. And he really wanted to stay kind of in that general area. But then I showed him this other place in an entirely new neighborhood. 
And um, he said, you know, I think I could make this my neighborhood. And he was talking about, you know, well, I've been to that restaurant over there and it's really good. And I know there's a really cool bar. And I mean, it was just a really interesting conversation about he is actually after wanting to stay in the same neighborhood, but in a different home, he said, no, I think it's time to make a whole new hood and, and a whole new a whole new stomping ground, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's one of the things that people love about San Francisco, or at least I hope it is, is our neighborhoods are still unique and have character. And, you know, if you're in, for example, West Portal, it's a totally different feel than when you're in North Beach. And you know when you're in North Beach and you know when you're in West Portal or any of our other approximately 89 neighborhood or sub-districts as recognized by the MLS. Um, but they have character. Yeah. In some parts of the city, the neighborhoods um, have a commercial corridor, and but some of the neighborhoods are strictly residential. But even then, they're delineated usually by a street that's sort of an you know a boundary. Yeah, or a like park like or, west of Twin Peaks areas, like Westwood Park, for example. You know, I mean, it's it's commercial adjacent. You've got the stuff along Ocean, um, but obviously within Westwood Park, you're not. There's no commercial. Correct. Um, or like any of those kind of, uh, neighborhoods like that. Well, in Forest Hill, Forest Hill Extension, Sherwood Forest, Mariloma. St. Francis Wood. Yeah, that, that's a great neighborhood with some fun streets. But again, you know, no kind of commercial, but West Portal adjacent. Exactly. So exactly. Uh, Stonestown adjacent too. If you wanted to be in that direction. It's Stonestown. Ish. I was, that, I mean. Wow. The look on your face. <laughs> well, Matt Fuller. I mean, there's St. Francis Wood, and then there's that whole neighborhood, and then there's Stonestown. So, so speaking of Lakeshore, what is like? There's that neighborhood that's the strip between Unipero Serra and 19th Avenue that I always feel sorry for because it's the cute. Mean, I'm not being mean, but it's the cutest neighborhood of single families that two busy streets grew up on either side of it after those homes were built. Yeah, and that's kind of the interesting conundrum of those homes. Yeah, no, there's some adorable houses there. I and just, they're detached and they have decent sized yards and I just want to like get out and pinch their cheek and be like, you're ridiculously cute. And then traffic, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what do buyers want to be far away from? What noise. Noise. Clogging schools. <laughs> Actually that's a really good Actually, one. Actually some of them some people want to be away from schools. Elementary schools in particular. Because elementary school children scream. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> it's true. They do a lot. They do. Uh, churches. Some people have strong feelings about that one kind of mission Dolores area, especially where you get the, the weekend double parking. Right. The objection to being near a house of worship can be very heavily influenced by the, um, just the traffic impact and the parking impact and the bells. I know when we sold that place on St. Mary's, the, um, a lot of people asked about how often the bells go off. Because that, that can be loud. That can be loud, um, which is a, a great question to ask. But it's also, uh, it reminds me of a house we sold not too far from there that had uh, chickens around the corner uh, that went off every morning. But nobody <laughs> nobody knew to ask about those. Uh, neither did we. Where was that? Uh, it was in the Excelsior. 
I don't remember that. It was it was it was a long time ago. Long time ago. Um, transit stops. That's one uh, buyers definitely want to be by, and it's been interesting. But they want to be near it, but not right in front of the house. Near it, but not right in front of it. Um, especially uh, the tech community and uh, those shuttle buses that that take you down to the peninsula. Yep. Uh, that's become an interesting factor, especially as the city has tried to decide if they're going to support or uh, oppose uh, shuttle buses. Correct. So. God, we're we're covering a lot of non-street related topics today. Well, it's interesting, right? Like at the end of the day, your neighborhood is is everything. It's true. Are there neighborhoods in San Francisco you would not live in? Yes. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> do you show homes in those neighborhoods? Yeah. What do you say? I it, people have asked me, would you live here? And I always tell people my honest opinion. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I if, if I have a um, a concern about say safety or like health and safety, like you know um, some of the the um, parts of town, um, like in Hunters Point where it's a super fun site and it's being cleaned up and redeveloped, there's the concern of you know if you're buying on a on a former super fun site, what how how clean is it? And you know supposedly it's super clean after it was a super fun site. <laughs> but I mean, if I were going to be selling a place in that area, I would do a, um, a ton more research into that because I would just be curious because, you know, being in it. I know you, I know how we're curious. I think of a single mom buyer from a few years back, a family friend, you know, and uh, trying to buy a place on her own. And this is a place my kid's going to sleep over, right? And so, like, it was the same conversation we had with any of our buyers. Yeah, like, you exactly. Know, here it is. It is what it is. <laughs> and, you know, um, yes or no. It's like, we don't have to live there, but we'll tell you if we would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some of it, so much of it is subjective. And um, my husband commutes from the East Bay by car, to and from the East Bay by car. And so, what would we want to add 10, 15 more minutes to his commute by living out by Stonestown or 20 more minutes each way. No, I mean, it's bad enough as it is. <laughs> so, but that's not, that's not a slam on the neighborhood. It's a lifestyle related thing because of where he works. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And uh, when buyers are kind of undecided uh, on neighborhoods, do you think it's generally faster, smarter, better approach to, to zoom in on one area you think you might like and then kind of broaden out if that's not it? Or do you think it's better to kind of start with a really broad picture and narrow in? I think it's better to start broad and narrow in because you might start narrow and think this is the only place I want to live. And in the meantime, you could be missing fabulous opportunities right over there. And if you start broad and then you spend a weekend kind of scoping out like, oh, are there places in this neighborhood that I would like to walk to, to hang out? Um, I remember we worked with some buyers who had lived in uh, like the lower Haight and they had their coffee place. He had his bar. <laughs> um, and they, every time, and they were, they were super awesome and they were open to looking in different neighborhoods, but every time they found a house that they liked, they would, um, look on the map and find out where the nearest bar was. And then he would go have a beer and see if he liked the bar because he liked to stop and have a beer after work sometimes. And that was part of his gig. So. And this comes back to the saying that the neighborhood is the amenity. Exactly. Exactly. So test those amenities. Test those amenities. Drink that beer. Norm! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right. So those are a few of our favorite streets. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We certainly do. Ask Her Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Wow.